name's Lucera Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning in, on this show, I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer about today's show. As some of you may know, I'm not the best at keeping secrets. It's not intentional. Things just tend to slip out. Something happened the other day that I need to keep secret, so I agreed to take a potion that prevents me from telling anyone about it. Unfortunately, we didn't realize that the potion is preventing me from saying any of the key words involved in the secret in any context. Whenever I try saying a word that's a part of the secret, it just sounds like a single beep. But by the time we realized this, it was time for me to go on the air. So I'm just going to do the show, try to avoid having to say those words, and drink a nullification potion afterwards. Then I'll just, I don't know, leave a note for myself by the speaking plant to remind me not to tell the secret. Probably could have just done that in the first place, but my best friend thought it'd be a good idea to- Oh, dear. My best friend- Ugh, that's the potion at work. Anyway, my best friend, who will go unnamed for the time being, thought the potion would be a good idea. And since this wouldn't be the first time I've spilled a secret of hers live on the air, I wasn't going to argue. And now I still might not be able to argue, especially if I can't even say her name. Well, at least the potion doesn't include little words like A and the and... Oh, Namorous Alive. Guess that last one didn't make it through. You know what, though? This is kind of a fun challenge for me. I've been doing this show for a while now, so maybe it was about time I challenged myself to use some different words. Expand my vocabulary, you know? Be more deliberate with the things I say. Besides, I'm almost 179 years old. It's about time I change things up a bit. With that in mind, let's go give some advice. If you need some advice, you can send your letters to Dearless Vera at the Towering Forest... Oh, sticks and stones and the moss that grows on them. Send your letters to Dearless Vera at the Towering Forest... Uh, this place that I am broadcasting from currently. Send them to here. Thank you. Our first letter is from Wolga. Wolga writes, Dearless Vera, A few months ago for my birthday, my boyfriend gave me this gem. Apparently, it's a magic gem that's supposed to open an ancient dungeon that may or may not have treasure. He and I are both adventurers, so we planned on... Uh journeying there together once we found the time. Sorry for the pause. Wolga wrote the word which I knew I couldn't say. Continuing. Then, a couple weeks ago, I broke up with him. I found out that he was still going on quests with other adventuring parties, even though I told him it made me uncomfortable. He even went to the surprising forest without me, which we had plans to go to for our anniversary. And, to top it all off, he kept borrowing my axe for these secret quests, telling me that he was visiting his grandparents to chop wood for them. Ever since I broke up with him, he's been bothering me about the gem he gave me for my birthday. He said that he gave it to me because we were going to go on the adventure together, but now that we aren't dating anymore, he wants it back. I think it's important to mention that he doesn't seem to care about getting back any of the other gifts he's given me, just the gem. I feel a little bad because I know he spent a lot to get this gem, and I don't want my negative feelings about him to affect my judgment of what's the right thing to do in this situation. He won't leave me alone about it no matter how many times I tell him I'm keeping it. Any advice? Thanks, Wolga. No way should you give back that gem! I've decided I'm going to start being more divisive on this show. No more of this, oh well, if you want to be the better person, you can give it back to him, or sell it back to him, or maybe you guys can just go as friends. No! He gave it to you! For your birthday! Of course, at the time he assumed you would take him with you on this adventure, but as soon as he gave that gem to you, he put that plus one decision in your hands. Or claws or feathers or whatever you hold things with. 
Sure, if the breakup had been mutual and friendly, maybe I'd suggest you could possibly take him as a friend. But he betrayed your trust. Is that really someone you want watching your back in an ancient dungeon that may or may not have treasure? No, it's not. So don't worry about the... Or... The amount he spent on the gem. If it was that... Oh, goodness. If it was that important to him, he shouldn't have given it as a gift. If he won't leave you alone about it, see if you can get a fake maid and just give him that. Hopefully, when it doesn't work, he'll just assume he got scammed by the person who he initially got it from and not realize it was actually you. Then you're free to go check out that dungeon with a plus one who won't lie to you. Hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. Now, this is a new development about the secret-keeping potion. While talking just now, I was able to say the words sell and scammed, but I don't think I'd be able to say or which are just different tenses of the same word. Also, I was able to say especially, but I can't say Yep, nope, can't say that. Huh. Not sure if this potion is any good, but it's definitely interesting. Our next letter comes from Lenza. They write, Dear Lysphira, my brother is a potion Okay, hang on, I can do this. Lenza's brother is a person who sells potions. Oh, that was easy. Continuing, he makes the potions himself. He'll often leave his potions and potion ingredients lying around the house. The other day, I was reading a library book when a giant loibin ran past the house. Everything began to shake, and one of my brother's potions, which had been sitting on the table nearby, spilled onto the book. I had just finished wiping up the spill when the book suddenly grew two rows of sharp teeth between its pages and began chomping at the air. I was able to pin it down and stack a bunch of other books on top of it to keep it from biting my hand off. A little while later, I checked in on the book and saw that the teeth had retracted. I was able to continue reading with no issues, except that every time I reopen it, my bookmark has been turned to shreds. I tried just leaving it face down open on the table to save my spot, but later found teeth marks on the surface of the table. I'm not sure what to do now. The book is due in three days. Technically, it's still readable, and it doesn't seem like it's a danger to anyone, only bookmarks. Am I good to just return it to the library? Thanks, Lenza. P.S. My brother said the potion wasn't even supposed to make something grow teeth. It was supposed to be a plant fertilizer. Well, I'm glad that potion wasn't used for that. I'm imagining a field of grass that's just teeth. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that place exists. Oh! That's how the molar pasture came to be. I think you know that the right thing to do in this situation is to tell a librarian what happened. I know it'd be easy to just leave it in the book drop and hope for the best, but even if it's not going to bite off any fingers, think of all the bookmark casualties. Just be honest with the librarian and tell them what happened. Maybe they can still return it to the shelf, just with a little note attached warning people not to use anything important to save their spot in the book. Or they'll just replace it and send the book to a home for animated objects where it can eat as many bookmarks as it wants. I hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. That reminds me of one time when I was reading a library book when it suddenly just turned into a rock. Just a rock. To this day, I'm still not sure how it happened. The librarian's theory was that someone used the real library book as a model to practice magicking a rock into a book, and then when the spell was complete, they mixed up the books and returned the rock book to the library. Then the spell wore off while I was reading it. I never did finish that book. I need to see if I can find a copy that's not actually just a rock. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to take a call. If you need some advice, tell your speaking plant to call Dearless Fira at the Towering Forest... Wow, I genuinely forgot about the secret-keeping potion. Absolutely slipped my mind. Anyway, you know where to call. But first, a word from our sponsor. 
If you like fun, then you're gonna love what we have in store for you. We are so excited to announce Grivlon's latest and greatest experience, full of excitement and thrills that can't be matched. Our experienced engineers have been hard at work cultivating the adventure of a lifetime, one that you'll be talking about for months. With features suitable for all ages, this brand new experience will bring fun for the whole family. Even Grandma will get a kick out of all the incredible sights, sounds, and smells. It's sure to knock the socks off of anyone who attends, and make all your friends jealous they couldn't come with you. What is this experience, you may ask? We'll tell you. Imagine the most fun you've ever had in your life. Now triple it. That's right, I said triple it. If you've never had much fun in your life, quadruple it. That's how much fun you'll have at our remarkable, special, singular, noteworthy, notable, outstanding, extraordinary, unequaled experience. This exclusive, never-before-seen event is selling out fast. Everyone wants in on the fun. To get your tickets, it's time to put those reflexes to the test and act fast. Tell your speaking plant to call the Sular Scambits and take the first step toward the greatest day of your life. See you there! And we're back with Dearless Fira. And we have a caller on the vine. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Miss Fira, you're famous, right? Oh, well, I wouldn't say I'm famous. Well-known, maybe. Do you have any pull with the Floyville Town Council? No, but I have a cousin who lives in Wed, which is pretty close to there. Does your cousin wield massive social influence? Well, he sort of lives in a cabin in the middle of the woods and mainly interacts with birds and bear bats, so... Oh, darn. Unless you're talking about the Society of Flying Creatures that live in the woods, in which case I think he's pretty popular. I need someone who can stop this construction from happening. Let's back up a moment. What's your name? My name is Pilard. Hi, Pilard. What's happening? I'm a tour guide here in Floyville. I take visitors around town and show them all the historical sites. For example, we have uh, the stoop where the sorcerer drag once sat for a minute or two, and the street corner where many believe Ponvik von Pon had the idea for Ponvik von Pon's non-stick pans. But the grand finale of the tour is a crater at the edge of town. It might not seem like much, but it's actually the site of the Battle of the Lost Boots. Pause for gasps. Oh, uh, wow! You've never heard of the Battle of the Lost Boots. No, I haven't. Sorry. It's fine. Most people haven't. I still like to pause, just in case. The Battle of the Lost Boots was the final battle of the Great Shoelace War. Pause for gasps. (gasps) Thank you. It's an incredibly important historical site. If I'm being honest, my tour would be nothing without it. The other stops are pretty boring in comparison, but after they hear about the Battle of the Lost Boots, people forget how middling the rest of the tour was. Well, I imagine a giant crater is a pretty impressive sight. Well, I wouldn't exactly call it giant. How big is the crater? Well, I'm a gnome, and I'd say it's about two of my hand lengths either way. Sounds more like a pothole than a crater. Well, it's a crater to the brave fairies who fought in the Battle of the Lost Boots. How would you feel if a giant looked down on your tree and called it a twig? Okay, I I see your point. So, what's this about construction? My town is planning on building a tavern right over the crater. They believe we need more attractions to bring in tourists. As if we didn't already have folks coming from far and wide to visit the famous crater where the fairy general Kirgen exploded into a burst of light and energy that sent pebbles flying everywhere. Did you say the fairy general Kirgen... Oops, that was one of my secret words. I should have seen that coming. Yes, it was a climactic ending to a weeks-long war. And now the only remaining trace of that moment is going to be destroyed so they can build that tavern. Well, have you told them how many tourists are interested in the crater? I've told them multiple times. 
I've gone to so many town council meetings that they've started putting me on the agenda. It goes road call, agenda approval, old business, new business, Pilar talks about the crater, adjournment, snacks. Well, saving the best for last. The snacks? Eh, they're just okay. Oh, no, I meant you. No, they don't understand. They think the only reason people go on my tour is because they're just passing through and have nothing better to do. Is there anything better to do in town? Well, no. But my tour sets the bar pretty high. Right. So they think building a new tavern will bring in more tourists. It's not just a tavern. It's an experience. Apparently they're going to design the inside to look and feel like the towering forest. What? How do you make a tavern seem like a forest? I don't know. They've been saying stuff about fake trees and animal puppets. Oh, and apparently the employees are going to dress like Elpenia trees and insult the patrons like the towering forest's chattering grove. Namorous alive. I'll never understand why people enjoy those trees. Huh. What? I didn't think that was one of my secret words. Sorry, continue. Since they won't listen to me, I thought maybe they'd listen to someone else. Or that maybe you'd have an idea for how I can stop them from building the tavern over the crater. Well, have you tried getting historical protection for the crater? No. Why not? Because I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. Well, there are a bunch of powerful mages and fighters who've made it their duty to protect areas of historical significance. There is this big rock in the middle of a path near the Towering Forest Market, and a lot of people want to remove it because it's hard to drive your... <sighs> it's hard to drive your big wooden vehicle on wheels around it. But there's an elf who's really good with a slingshot who insists that the rock can't be removed because one time Kelviar the Bard tripped over it when visiting the forest on their Charmed by a Mistake tour. Now everyone's afraid to try to remove the rock because they don't want to get slingshotted. So maybe you can find someone powerful enough who's also passionate about the... War of the Socks? The Great Shoelace War. Right, that. And they can give it historical protection. Interesting. Hey, if any historical protectors are listening and want to help, reach out to Plord. Yes, if you visit Floyville, come to the cottage with the gift shop set up outside. That's where I take all my groups after the tour is over. People love the snow globes. I'd also suggest reaching out to the Towering Forest Tourism Board and see what they think of your town trying to step in on their territory. I've dealt with those folks before, and they are not to be messed with. What dealings have you had with the Towering Forest Tourism Board? My best friend has gotten into her fair share of altercations with the Chattering Grove. And one time she a Chattering Grove poster from an information booth and set it on fire. The board has her on a list. Anyway, do you think any of that will help you protect the crater? Yes, I think so. I'll see if I can find a historical protector and contact the Towering Forest Tourism Board to tell them about the plans for the Scobbycat Tavern. Great! Thanks for the advice. If you're ever in Floyville, I'll give you a personal tour on the house. Oh, you can just take me straight to the crater. You honestly didn't make the rest of the tour sound very appealing. Fair enough. Thanks, Lisfira. Bye. Thanks for calling. Bye. Strange. I can say fire, and I can say berries, but I can't say... Huh. Well, I for one am ready to take that potion so I can say... And... And... Again. Uh, I miss saying... Thank you for listening to Dear Lisfira. Next up we have... The trickling of a stream echoing against the stone walls of a secret grotto. <laughs> Not so secret if someone's able to broadcast sounds from it. I guess everyone can't be as good at keeping secrets as I am. Reuben, where are you going? Don't look in there. Oh, so you're allowed to hide stuff in the... But I can't? No, don't! 
Okay, I've got to go, listeners. Hopefully I didn't say too much. I'll talk to you all again real soon. But in the meantime, keep your chin up and keep your secrets. Bye! Thank you for listening to Dear Lesphira, which was created, written, and edited by Katie Siegel. Lesphira and the sponsor were voiced by Katie Siegel. Pollard was voiced by Thomas Swans. And I'm Nicole. Hi! If you enjoy the show and want to help it grow, please take a minute and leave a kind review on the Apple Podcast app. If you do, Katie won't tell a soul. She'll take that secret to the grave. For more Dear Lesphira, check out at Dear Lesphira on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also join the Dear Lesphira Discord. The link to that is in the description. Or don't. Live your life. Bye!